We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome into Candlestick Chronicles, a 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Kyle Madsen. I write about the 49ers over at NinersWire.com, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. Joining me, as always, is the man who enjoyed the NBA All-Star break more than anybody, Chris Biederman. <laughs> <laughs> Just dialed into the... Probably probably not as much not as much as De'Aaron Fox and Demonis Sabonis, to be honest. Oh, I bet they were locked. Just completely dialed into whatever whatever it was that was happening in Indiana. <laughs> probably so pumped they couldn't be there. Uh, enjoying <clears throat> the West getting beat by 30 points. It's a... T- Great experience. Just such a such a fun watch. Uh, you know what is fun? <laughs> Scrolling through sglambchops.com. They are the finest clothing supplier in all of the land, in my personal opinion. They have Chris, you're wearing the ash gray hoodie right now. And I don't know why you would wear any other hoodie if your lamb chops hoodie is clean. I actually just purchased I purchased another one in a different color. Um, right. used promo code candlestick20, of course to save 20%, but, um, yeah, it's so comfortable and I wear it so often. I was, and you know, I needed some new garb for the, for the podcast. Sure. So I, uh, you know, cause there are thumbnails on YouTube and stuff and I don't want to just be in the same clothes the, the entire time. So got a new one, got a black one coming. Um, I'm super excited because this thing has been my go-to for, for months and months since it's come out. And uh, looking forward to add to the wardrobe. So shout out to our friends at Lamb Chops Comfortable Clothing. I'm actually wearing the shorts too. Got my zippered pockets. I don't know if you can hear them, but um, we know how no, useful the zippered pockets are. Nobody's breaking into your home and stealing something out of your pockets. Definitely not. Absolutely not. Um, so yeah, shout out to our friends at Lamb Chops. We love Lamb Chops. High quality, high fashion, and you always look dope. Promo code Candlestick20 for 20% off your order at sglambchops.com today. Join the herd. We're also sponsored by Cooperage Brewing. Cooperagebrewing.com. That's where you can order beer if you're 21 and up and in the state of California. You order a case, mix and match. Uh, Maybe you want to order the same 24 beers, which I do not begrudge you one bit if that's what you want to do. But you order a case, they send it right to your front door. You sign for it. You got 24 beers. You didn't need to leave your house. And everything, Chris, that... Cooperage sells is delightful. It's really great. It's really, really good. Obviously, they make the Candlestick Chronicles Hazy IPA, which is no longer in season now that football season is over, but you can still get a Kurt Pale Ale four pack. You can get a cold IPA four pack. You can get a, a Keg Slayer double dry hopped. 
seven percent sort of a special oh, edition keg slayer baby. if you know if you know how good keg slayer is then this is absolutely something you should try you can get the granddaddy terp west coast double ipa you can get the succulent fantasy hazy double ipa um obviously you know they 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 do a lot of hazies a lot of pale ales a lot of ipas but you can also do a strawberry watermelon and mint sparkle pants hard seltzer four pack if you want you could do a dollar dollar pills y'all if you like pilsners um they have a west a west coast pills it's called inclusion batch project uh they just have i mean they have so many different types of beer and all of it is good uh, so we cannot recommend Cooperage enough. Again, your favorite brewery's favorite brewer, uh, Cooperage in Santa Rosa. Be sure to go check them out. Cooperagebrewing.com. Get that right now. All right. Let's talk about Brandon Ayu. Blue Wire. Hey, this is George Kittle, and you're listening to Candlestick Chronicles. I guess I'll let you start here. There was a piece by Dan Graziano on ESPN. It was not reporting. It wasn't sourced. It was just kind of speculation about what the 49ers and and Brandon Ayuk are going to do. Ayuk entering his fifth year, uh, fifth and final year on his rookie contract. The 49ers, of course, exercised that fifth year option last May. Ayuk is due to make $14.1 million this year, $14,124,000 to be exact. And Dan Graziano more or less was like, well, the 49ers probably need to trade Ayuk if they want to move forward. So, Chris, I ask you, uh, is that their only means of operating <laughs> this offseason? No, that's so how it sounded. Yeah, so it's. Um... The 49ers could absolutely trade Brandon Ayuk. That's absolutely something they could do. Uh, it's within their. It's within their. Uh, it's it's one of their many many options that they have. I think the real headline of the 49ers offseason in regards to Brandon Ayuk is that he's the next guy that needs to be paid, and it's going to be a little bit difficult to pay him and keep everyone else you have. So if you you know as if you go downstream a little bit, you could say, all right, well, maybe they trade Brandon Ayuk because it will be hard to pay him um, given all the big contracts they have elsewhere on the roster. I think the way the 49ers operate typically, and if you just look at where Brandon Ayuk is in his career relative to other aging stars in their careers, that if they pay Brandon Ayuk, it's not a question of do they or if if they're looking at Brandon Ayuk's future, I should say, it's not a question of is Brandon Ayuk still going to be on the team. It's more likely a scenario where you're you might be losing another guy or another couple of of more um, of older veterans in order to keep Brandon Ayuk. And and so yeah, the 49ers could trade Brandon Ayuk, and and I absolutely think if Brandon Ayuk. D- decides that you know he's not showing up to the offseason program until he gets a new contract Mm -hmm. and he's not 
um, going to play or report to training camp until he gets a new contract, which is absolutely a reasonable thing for him to do. Thousand percent. Um, the and he decides that he wants you know thirty million a year and he wants to reset the wide receiver market or make Tyree kill money. The 49ers might decide that's too rich for their blood. And that to me is the scenario in which Brandon Ayuk gets traded. If Brandon Ayuk comes to the 49ers and says, Hey, just pay me market rate. Give me something like $25 million a year. Guarantee me 75, $80 million, which seems to be what his value would be. Then you say, okay, let's like, let's make that work. And then it might cost, you know, it might cost you, um, it might cost you Eric Armstead, right? It might mm-hmm. be that the Niners look at Eric Armstead and the $28 million cap hit he has for this upcoming season and say, Hey, Eric, take a pay cut. And maybe it's a, you know, maybe they offer Eric Armstead a two year, $32 million contract and his cap hit shrinks this year from 28 to 16. And then maybe that's how they, they, you know, create space for not only Brandon Ayuk, but for, you know, they need to sign a backup quarterback. They'll need to sign their draft class. And there's risk in that, obviously, because Eric Armstead has been hurt the last two years. Um, and, and but I mean, the, the point here is that there are a whole lot of moving parts, not just do you pay Brandon Ayuk or do you trade him? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, whether it's Eric Armstead or whether it's George Kittle or you can go on down the line of big 49ers contracts. They could restructure some guys. I know they've done a lot of restructures the last couple of years. Um, and that gets increasingly difficult. Like those bills will come due at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but for right now, to me, my read on the situation is that, yeah, if Brandon Ayuk's like pay me $30 million a year and guarantee me a hundred, and the Niners just say that's too rich for our blood. We can trade you for a first round pick in a pretty good receiver draft, potentially a loaded receiver draft, and go replace him at a fraction of the cost. Then maybe that's what they do. But if Brandon Ayuk, who has the same, is represented by the same agency as John Lynch, uh, if they, if Brandon Ayuk says, I just want what I'm worth, you know, do you, like pay me $25 million a year, guarantee me 75, 80, whatever. Mm-hmm then I think the 49ers come to the table and then it's a conversation of, okay, where do we shed money elsewhere to make this work? Because they can make it work, but the sacrifice is, is in my opinion, more likely to be elsewhere on the roster than trading Brandon Ayuk or trading Debo Samuel, at least this year, because, and this is another thing real quick, Brandon Ayuk, you mentioned he's on his fifth year option for 14.1 million if he signs a new deal, there's in all likelihood that deal is going to shrink. Like that cap number is going to shrink for 2024. Um, Debo Samuel's contract is through 2024. So there's a scenario where if if the conversation shifts to being, do you pay Brandon Ayuk or Debo Samuel? That's not a decision that you necessarily have to make for 2024, but that's a 2025 decision. And then maybe you kick the can down the road a little bit in terms of deciding whether or not you want to pay two receivers near the top of the market. But for now, it's it, it looks like to me, it's going to be you know paying Brandon Ayuk is going to co- cost else like at a, some some other spot on the roster, not necessarily you know pay him or trade him. Right, and that's that's I think the important thing in all this is this isn't a <clears throat> hey the 49ers can either afford to keep Brandon Ayuk or they can't this year. 
Like this is a this is a problem that will manifest in the next <clears throat> two or three years way more than it's a problem this year. And that's something the 49ers are gonna have to work out. And like you said, <clears throat> if if Ayuk wants a a AJ Brown deal, AJ Brown's making twenty five a year with fifty six and a half ish guaranteed. Like that's something I think the 49ers could pretty easily do. Yeah. But like you said, if he's if he's like I want to be the highest paid receiver in in the in the league, then you're going to have a DeForest Buckner situation where the Niners are going to maximize their roster and and their value and 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 move him. I think the interesting aspect of this is what is Brandon Ayuk worth? Because we we can sit here and we know that there are things he does as a blocker. There are times he is open and he doesn't get the ball. He he gets he's open almost all the time. There's it's pretty rare that Brandon Ayuk runs a route where he's not available for for his quarterback. But the problem is if you're the 49ers and you're going okay, he wants he wants uh, who did I say AJ Brown money? AJ Brown 158 targets, 106 catches, 1500 yards, and seven touchdowns. Brandon Ayuk 105 targets, 75 catches. 1300 yards and seven touchdowns like this is where this is where this becomes a little bit of an issue bit of an issue for the 49ers is Brandon Ayuk just might be like way overqualified for what they need at receiver now now the question then becomes (laughs) what does that look like in two or three years where hey maybe you don't have Christian McCaffrey maybe you don't have George Kittle maybe now you are a more heavy drop back and throw team where you do need a receiver who's capable of producing on 150, 160 targets a year. And that I believe is certainly something Brandon Ayuk can do. Yeah. I think when it comes to long-term sustainability, like if you look at the 49ers skill guys, which one do you think has the best chance to be as good now or as good in five years as he is right now? It's Ayuk. It's not even close. It's, it's Ayuk, right? Like George Kittle is North of 30 and has been banged up a lot plays a very physical brand, has needed shoulder surgery for years. Um, The shoulder became an issue in the Super Bowl, right? Debo Samuel also plays a very physical brand, has dealt with injuries for a while. I think comparing and contrasting Debo Samuel to Brandon Ayuk is really fascinating Yeah, because Brandon Ayuk is the better route runner. He, I, I would say Brock Purdy has more chemistry with Brandon Ayuk than he does Debo Samuel, particularly on downfield throws. Yeah. Debo Samuel is, and, and I saw Guy Haberman make this point, so it's a good one, and it's a good one. I don't, I don't want to be biting him necessarily, but Guy said that Debo's kind of quarterback proof, right? Like you could sure. throw bubble screens and, you know, like short passes to Debo that he can turn into big gains, and you don't necessarily need elite quarterback play from. Now, I don't know that that necessarily matters to the Niners so much because they believe they have a good quarterback in Brock Purdy who can push the ball downfield. And it's not like, you know, if it were Trey Lance and Kyle Shanahan very clearly didn't trust Trey Lance to run the full breadth of the offense, then maybe you would be more inclined to keep Debo over Ayuk if it came down to having to having to just keep one of them, which it might. And I think that's a possibility after next year. Like I sure. could see the 49ers decide, hey, instead of instead of playing out the last year of this deal with Debo Samuel, maybe we trade him to the Jets. And, mm-hmm. you know, he plays the last year of his his 
contract there and we get a first round pick or, or sure. whatever. I, I think that's a but that's a conversation for for next offseason potentially. Right. But I just think Brandon Ayuk's game is one that he could five years from now he could be just as good as he is now. Like that yeah. those types of receivers last in the league and he's like he's physical, he's a good route runner, he's a very willing blocker. He's not scared to like fight linebackers, right? Like there, there aren't a ton of receivers who are like, like actively trying to fight linebackers, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> including like the, <laughs> the baddest dude in the league and Fred Warner during training camp practices. Right. Um, So I think for those reasons, it's really important for the 49ers to keep Ayuk. I just don't think it's going to come at the cost of, you know, it's not a DeForest. I think there's a big difference between the DeForest Buckner situation and the Brandon Ayuk situation. Yeah, there's a positional value problem. Well, there's a positional value thing, but there's also, you know, the 49ers had other free agents that they needed to sign when they traded DeForest Buckner. They had Eric Armstead up for a new contract. They had Jimmy Ward up for a new contract. So they looked at it like, okay, we could get a first round pick and re-sign two starters or we could potentially lose two starters, not get that first round pick and have DeForest Buckner. Right. And that was a trade-off that they made. Um, there isn't really that trade-off because the 49ers don't have free agents this offseason that they necessarily have to break the bank for. Right. So in terms of paying Brandon Ayuk, it's more about like, can you figure it out with Eric Armstead? Do you release Eric Armstead? Do you sign an extension to shrink his cap number this year? Um you know, is it, do you sign a, do you have George Kittle take a pay cut and maybe, you know, add a void year to the end of his deal or something, you know, there, there are ways that they can do it, but it gets harder. It gets harder to shrink cap numbers and ask guys to take pay cuts when they're at the back end of their careers, like Armstead and potentially George Kittle might be right. And George Kittle's probably going to play for a little while longer. I'm not trying to like throw dirt on George Kittle's no, career trying here. to kick him out of the league. That's fine. <laughs> but realistically, it's like, all right, if you're looking at these options, like mm-hmm. who's going to be a guy who you bank on for the next four years, right? Is it a receiver entering his prime right now or a tight end at the back end of his prime? Who has a, who has a long hi- injury history. So yeah. um, it's, it's tricky for sure. Uh, but to me, it's not, Again, it's not about do we trade Brandon Ayuk. It's, you know, where do we make concessions elsewhere? I think one of the glaring things, you brought up Debo and the QB proof thing. I I I don't want to turn this into like a Debo versus Ayuk discussion necessarily, but <laughs> they're very different players. Yeah, and and is Debo QB proof or is he just not awesome vertically? I, that's yeah, yes. <laughs> that's what, <laughs> he got he had 11 targets and and caught three of them in the super bowl and i think one was a drop but it, it's like that's partly because he's got defenders near him a lot he's not the separator that brandon Ayuk is and mm-hmm. so i think the way you get the ball in his hands is screens and handoffs and and pop passes and things of that nature so that's the other thing. When you look at Brandon Ayuk, he was 36th in the league in targets and seventh in receiving yards. Like he is a beast and he's so good. 
in the intermediate area where Brock Purdy is very, very good. I think he's very good in the deep area where Brock Purdy was really, really good this year. And having a receiver who is that dynamic, I understand this is not to diminish what <clears throat> what Debo Samuel does, but I think it's if it does come down to that again, like you said, maybe next offseason. I'm just I, I'm not I'm not sure it's it's that big of a question. Just when you see how good Ayuk was this year, and then you realize, oh, he's just in year four. And he's not even really gotten an opportunity in an offense where he's getting the kind of volume that, you know, your your AJ Browns and your Puka Nakua's and your uh, DK Metcalf's or Justin Jefferson. Pick your pick your favorite receiver. He's not close to that kind of volume. And then you start to look and go, man, in three years, no McCaffrey, no Kittle, no Debo. This might be a guy who's who's leading the league in receiving. And if you can keep that guy around, I think you do it. Yeah, we're, we're in agreement. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yo, it's your homies Kyle and Chris for Lamb Chops. SGLambChops.com is the website. They are the official clothing brand of Candlestick Chronicles. And... Follow them on Instagram at SG Lamb Chops because they have some really cool looking stuff that your bland ass boy over here is not very good at styling on his own. And so I pop over to the Instagram. I see how other people are are dressing themselves in uh, maybe it's the maybe it's the wolf shorts or the lion shorts or maybe it's a pair of joggers or maybe it's the ash gray hoodie that you and I love so much. And I, I base my outfits off of that and it always makes me look dope which is the single most important thing. And it's also comfortable. It's also high quality. It's super stylish. They're conversation starters, honestly. They also have kids, uh, kid sizes on here too. Yes. And everything's unisex. uh, We we should point out also. So um, no matter if you're a man or woman, these clothes will look great on you. Or a child. Or a child. They have children's sizes and a lot of their (laughs) stuff as well. Use promo code CANDLESTICK20 today to get 20% off your order, or you can do it tomorrow or whenever. CANDLESTICK20 is a promo code any day of the week to get 20% off your order from sglambchops.com. Shout out to them. We really appreciate their support, and uh, we would appreciate it if you support them by going to sglambchops.com and ordering some dope, comfortable, high-quality clothing. Join the herd today. We're in agreement. Yeah, Armstead thing, Like to me, that's that's the place you got to look and you know like you hate to say it because armstead's been a really good player um he obviously means a ton to the organization 
But if you're talking about a guy that's making $28 million and, you know, basically since he led the 49ers in sacks in 2019 when he had 10 and he had a best year of his career, um, three and a half next year, uh, six in 2021. And this was after trading to Forrest Buckner. So he had three and a half that first year, six in 2021, no sacks in 2022, played in nine games while hurt um, and then was hurt for a significant portion of this year, missed five games, only played in 12 overall, was good in the playoffs, um, only had five sacks. And so it's it's super tough because Armstead's been with the team for nine years mm-hmm. and I've spoken to him about this and it it means a lot to him to potentially be on get beyond the 10 year wall. And he absolutely deserves to be on the 10 year wall because he's he's seen it's been awesome. He's been awesome. Like he's he came in 2015, the Jim Tom Sula year. Yep. Um played all 16 games, then was hurt the next two. And everyone's like, is he a bus? Is he a bus? And then, you know, 2018 through 2021, he doesn't miss a game. He's one of their best players defensively. Um, He gets paid midway through that span. And it just, the production hasn't necessarily been there. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I don't know if there's another team on the league in the league that's willing to pay Armstead $28 million next year. Sure. So, and I, I would need to look at what the numbers would be if, if he were to get traded. But, you know, if the 49ers say, hey, Eric, let's turn this one year deal, this one year, $28 million deal into, you know, a two year, $32 million deal, maybe he gets more money overall, has an extra year tacked onto it while the 49ers shrink his cap number. And that way, that's the concession that you make in order to make Brandon Ayuk's money fit long term. Uh, pre-June one trade, the 49ers are eating 22.8 million this year on top of all the, the dead money in his, in his three void years. Okay. So he's a, yeah, he's like impossible to trade basically. Yeah. It's, but I mean, the acquiring team is only picking up like five and a half million or something. So that's <laughs> if true. I'm, if I'm reading this right, but, but, um, but then you're looking if you're the 49ers and it's like, is that worth the savings at that point? Do you, do you just hang on to him? Cause he's still a, he's still a good player at a position yeah. where the Niners don't have a lot of depth, but um, the, the bottom line here is the 49ers, Brandon Ayuk situation and our friend Nick Wagner has written about this at, at ESPN. It's not in the 2024 off season. The 49ers either have to sign or trade Brandon Ayuk. Those are their two options. That's it. Um, right. that's that it, check that <clears throat> those are their options because he's not going to play on his fifth year option, but it's not like, Oh, they have to trade him or blow the team up. That's not, yeah, that's not it. Um, it's a complicated issue with, yeah, it's, it's just a complicated issue with a lot of moving parts. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not as simple as keep Brandon Ayuk or keep the team together. It's and to me, to me the way the way they value him they value him a lot just want to reiterate before we get out of here the only way Shanahan fucks with Brandon Ayuk heavy yes the the only way that Brandon Ayuk isn't back is if he's like pay me 30 million dollars a year and guarantee me 100 yeah and then they're kind of like uh yeah maybe we'll go like trade Brandon and then package picks and go get Roma Dune CA or whatever from Washington or something i don't sure. know <laughs> or bolster that offensive line mm, which we that's another topic episode <laughs> that's another topic for another day 
Uh, all right. I think that's it on the Brandon Ayuk stuff. Um, uh, unless you have any final notes. There's some other... I want to talk about the offensive line at some point. I want to talk about Juwan Jennings and what the Niners do with him. He's a restricted free agent. We can talk about that. we got plenty mm-hmm. of offseason stuff coming up for you. So make sure to stay locked in on YouTube. YouTube.com slash at Candlestick Chronicles podcast. Or just go to YouTube and search Candlestick Chronicles. We have our, our videos there. We're live. Uh, probably not a couple times a week during the offseason, but we'll try and go live uh, throughout the offseason at various points, especially, you know, around free agency, around the draft. We'll have a ton of coverage of that stuff coming up for you. And also subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If this is your first time listening or watching, shout out. Appreciate you. Make sure to subscribe. If you have friends who are Niner fans and they're looking to uh, get past the Super Bowl loss and look ahead to next year, we'll, uh, we'll have you covered. So make sure to have them subscribe either at YouTube or wherever they get the podcast. Thanks, everybody, for watching and listening. Uh, We'll talk to you next time.